Welcome to the Skies Were Under podcast, hosted by me, Rachel Wright. This podcast is created by and for parents of people with disabilities and the many practitioners who support us. It's just for all of us who are trying to get from one end of the week to the other whilst bridging the gap between the life we expected and the one we're actually living. Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm the founder and director of Ball at the Right Time. I'm a qualified nurse, parent of three, and I've got an eldest son who loves swimming, pointless, and has complex disabilities. I wrote the memoir, The Skies I'm Under, and I'm thrilled you've joined us for another episode of The Skies We're Under podcast, which shares the stories of fellow parents, so we can all feel a little less alone and a little more understood. I'm so excited to be sharing this episode with you today. Sarah Clayton and I had the great company and a fantastic conversation with Tracy Huggins or Send World according to me across social media. Tracy is the author of Send and Mam Round the Bend. She has some fantastic artwork all focused on the life of a parent carer and she's passionate about the mental well-being of parent carers. This is a really lovely conversation and we managed to cover how being a parent can feel like we're a nodding dog to the system and so much more. Just a trigger warning though, we also discuss miscarriage. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skies Ronda podcast and today we have the wonderful Sarah Clayton again. Hello. I will not refer to her as my old friend because uh, she gets a bit uppity about it. <laughs> yeah, if we could not, that would be good. Although I will tell you about something in a bit that has reaffirmed to me just how old I am bit later. Okay, we look forward mm-hmm. to that. And delighted to meet in, so we're not in person really, are we? We're in, I can see your face. Let's progress. <laughs> Tracy, Tracy Huggins, welcome to the podcast. Nice to meet you. Thank you. It's been nice to meet you both. I'm very, very happy to be able to join you guys. Thanks for joining us. So you were just explaining that you've been cooking and I was like, oh, I wonder what cooking is. <laughs> don't what, don't have, do that. Where have I been? Where, I, I was thinking, is that like a is that like a type of dance? Is that is that like a, is it a, a special needs kind of I'm like cooking? Um but you mean cooking. <laughs> Very much northern. We're so northern. Yeah, except all the people who listen in Scotland are like, no, Ra- not. Rachel, honestly. <laughs> Honestly, I love you so much. Don't do accents. It's, it's really bad. I feel like it's a new segment for the podcast. Get to know, today, Rachel <laughs> does <laughs> Rachel's Irish. <laughs> oh, I can do Irish. I had well, an Irish yeah, accent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I used to have an Irish accent and then I grew out of it. But it still does sound like a cartoon version now when I do it, <laughs> rather than what it actually sounds like. You've got like. so many talents, Rachel. Just so many. Well, I just think we'll accents just leave that should one. be one of them. But it isn't. I apologise now, Tracy, for all the times that I just accidentally start <laughs> chameleon my voice and start trying to sound like you. Honestly, it feels like home, Rachel. It feels like home. So, Tracy, tell us something about, well, should we find out about why Sarah's particularly old? Yes. First of all, yesterday I purchased for myself because what I've realised is I can't see anything anymore. So my phone, I've got my accessibility settings on the highest setting possible on my phone (laughs) and I just can't see it. My arms are no longer long enough to look at my diary. So I've got my reading glasses and I've been tucking them down my top and I had a very near miss with the toilet 
got leaning over to flush the toilet, nearly lost my glasses. So I have purchased for myself some of those chain things. Have you got a chain? <laughs> I, was, I was in the kitchen yesterday. I thought nobody will... Well, Maybe people will notice this little accessory of mine. So I'm in the kitchen and Steve walks in and he just went, shit, the bed. He was going to, it's more and more like living with Anne Diamond every day. And I was like, well, there you go. So, yeah. Bought them like two years ago. Yes. <laughs> this is it. Because <laughs> I also wear glasses. What, to, to, no. as a fancy dress? No, like to, to try and no. pretend to be an old woman. <laughs> Is that what it was? No. It... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You look. You look like an. What I have done today, though, <laughs> is I have come to work. And I have forgotten the entire shebang. I've forgot the glasses and the chain and the everything. That's all sitting on my bedside table. <laughs> so I still can't bloody see. And there we go. But anyway, we're not here no, to talk okay. about my age. But we can all be... Tracy. Yeah, tell us about you, um, Tracy. So during lockdown, obviously everybody was very much isolated. And i had just went through quite a difficult mental health period i had sought counseling and then in the january i was like that's it like this is me i'm on a new era i'm smashing it smashing like let's go holiday like i've never been <laughs> out of the country and i did all these wonderful yeah. things making these plans that i'd wanted to make for a long time finally becoming into my own and then COVID happened so i apologize to all listeners it was my fault. <laughs> because, it's because I had plans. <laughs> yes, I had plans and God laughed. So <laughs> I went, nice try, Tracy. I'm not yes. just taking you down, nice I'm taking everyone else down yes. too. <laughs> like, who do you think you are? Wind your neck in. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I got really, really frustrated, obviously, because I felt like I'd went so many steps forward and I was being dragged back and I think as a parent carer you often go through periods of like yeah. you feel like you're on top of things and yeah. then you're pulled back down yeah. and you have to start from scratch so it was just a pretty good analogy for life at that time and I got really sick of seeing everybody else's opinions mm -hmm. on social media about what we should be doing um, yeah. and I got to the point where I just fuck off like yeah, in yeah. the nicest possible way yeah. mm -hmm. off you go like why am I struggling why yeah, am I yeah. taking your you opinion? You pop in, you have an opinion, actually... you go home and you have your own troubles or your own joys, but this isn't the life you're living. Yeah. And I just, I thought if I feel like this and I'm thinking these things, because yeah. there's a lot of things that we think that obviously the average parent doesn't. I thought, yeah. well, if I'm thinking it, other people are thinking it, but nobody seems to be seeing it. So yeah. I felt like a little bit mm -hmm. extra isolated. So I thought, right, I've got to just empty my head and that was it and I just didn't stop so the book's titled Sending Mam Round the Bend Sending Mam Round the Bend and yeah. tell us a little bit about your context tell us about your family so I am a mother of three I've been married for 10 years next year um, unfortunately my second marriage I say unfortunately because like, it was daft enough to do it twice <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I love them very much, but like, yeah. Um, I was a young mum, so I left school at 
16, I was pregnant at 17, I'd been with my partner at the time all the way through Comprehensive, it was Love's Young Dream. We got married a few years later and obviously, you know, grand old time, old tell mm. story. We grew apart, we were, yeah. So I had two children prior to my relationship with Dan, which is Delilah's dad. So Delilah's my child with complex needs. Mm -hmm. So Delilah was the, the one that I'd promised that would be like yeah. mm -hmm. his future. <laughs> He's like, like, <laughs> like, you know, everybody paints the dream. Like, honestly, yeah. when the little, the no bother, we'll be running and swinging in the park. We'll have Instagram photos. It'll be beautiful. And then Delilah came. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. so God took the piss then? Yep. And then he took the piss for COVID. Any other times that you feel yep. there's been kind of, uh, oh. that's just another? Yes. So when Delilah was a couple of years old, Delilah's undiagnosed. So we, we were heading to, you know, hospital again for some more tests. Um, and I had norovirus and I wasn't aware. And on the way at the hospital, I became unwell, which sparked a whole period of about four years of anxiety. Mm. So I think it was like, you know, when you get to the top of your game, you're early on in the life of your child, you, yeah. you're a nodding dog to the system. So when yeah. you come and spend 12 hours in this hospital, yeah. even though we might come and see you for 15 minutes and you're just like, yeah. yes, yeah. you know, that, I have got a clue what I'm doing. So um, yeah. I was at that point and I was like, right, okay, like I've got it. Like, this I will. is how life is going to be. This is this is how it is. And I become unwell. And it was like, yeah, now you're going to stay in the house for four years and do fuck all. So, um, yeah, it was just really difficult. So by my mid-20s, me and Dan had reconnected. I'd known him a very long time. And I had two children. I had my own house. I was running my own whatever. Like, I thought I had it sussed. <laughs> See, this seems to be a bit of a theme here, Tracy. I think I you need to stop being sussed. Well, that's the thing. This is what I've found having the page. I just keep telling people that genuinely, I do not have a sodden clue what I'm doing. <laughs> and then nobody can spoil it for me because if I don't know what I'm doing, you can't know what I'm doing, so you can't pee on my period. <laughs> Absolutely. So by mid-20s, you've got the dream of the cherry on the top kind of baby. I'd made my mistakes. I knew what relationships were wrong for me. I was settling down. I had a husband that worked full time. I was working. We had a car, a nice car. He had a nice job. We were just settled. Yes. Yeah. yeah. As you are. And yeah. then we tried yeah. for a baby for about a year. We were both finding it really difficult. And then I suffered a miscarriage. Mm. And at the time of suffering a miscarriage, both my sister and Dan's sister was pregnant. So it was very much like, you just didn't mm. even ask for them and you just have a baby. Mm. You know, it was accidental for them yeah. and it was purpose for mm. us. Um, so I was quite bit about the time. And then we, yeah. we decided that we weren't going to try any longer. We were just going to leave a be. And obviously God laughed. And Delilah, <laughs> and get a plan. You meant, let's plan mm. not to have you made any a plan yeah. anymore. We let's were to be really <laughs> content with where we're at. Yep. Let's just like, let's just bugger that idea off. Let's like have fun. Let's, you know, relive our youth. Um, yeah. no. And then we fell pregnant with Delilah. And how quickly into Delilah's life did you realise that she wasn't the version that you 
had anticipated? Quite early on, I would say it wasn't significantly prominent at birth mm-hmm. to everybody else, but it was to me and Dan. Okay. Delilah was born with thick, scaly skin, and it's called a form of ichthyosis. Mm. So she's like a little dragon. But yet when tested, it comes back normal, of course, okay. because she doesn't have ichthyosis, but she clearly does have ichthyosis. And I think we knew from then on that we were going to have a little bit of trouble on our hands, but nothing mm. significant. And then Delilah was about four months old when we realised that she wasn't making any attempts to sit up. Fine, motor skills were lacking. Mm. And, you know, they say every child's different. I'd had to previously. Everyone takes their own time. Just let them be what they are. Yeah, they could mm. just be lazy. Yeah, you'd have to talk it'll all be grand in the end. Yep, it all works out in the end. They'll get there in the end. They do get, get, there, get in the end. there in the end. Where is it that they're getting? Because I'm not talking <laughs> funny, but you're still not fucking there yet. Sorry, I do swear a lot. I did say no, that. You've heard the podcast before. You yes, are being. Yes, yeah, so you don't need to worry about this. <laughs> so, from that point, we headed off to the doctors. Dan was at work, kids were at school. Spoke the doctor and said, Look, I'm concerned about this. They said, Right. We'll pop her on a waiting list for the dermatology team. It's a long waiting list, so be wary. It's like, yeah, no bother. That was Thursday. Saturday morning, we had a hand-delivered letter from the hospital saying this doctor had sought a second opinion and we want an MRI tomorrow. Oh, that's always reassuring, isn't it? Hand-delivered medical notes. We weren't even in either. That doesn't ring alarm bells, does it? um, On on a Saturday? The postman had already been. We went out, we came back to this letter. We rang the doctor on, and obviously you Google, because everybody's Googled. Yeah. Found out what an MRI actually consists of, because everybody knows brain scan, and you don't really think much more about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rang the hospital and they said, yeah, we want you in first thing in the morning. Can you come and do this? And we just said, yeah. So you did your nodding dog? Did me nodding dog. That was your first nodding dog? Yep, 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 that was the very first one. Yep, you must be, you must be, know what you're talking about, so I'll come and Mm -hmm. see you. And then two weeks afterwards, before I even go on, right, I am a person that overshares. So I had missed my preview. <laughs> now think. Now, I've been guilty of this in the past. Now think. I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut it. This, and you're going to get right? Sarah saying, I dedicate this award to everybody who has thrush. <laughs> I am I am sponsored by Caniston now. And I forget yeah. that people know that. And so I just genuinely think, have a think, just take a moment, deep breath, and then carry on. I, if you, you want to. to. Leave it there and see how you have to leave your dignity out of the door. All dignity left a when, long as as time ago. Page, it was like, right, I've left my dignity now. Like, it's yeah. Same. Um, I just don't know when to stop sometimes. But um, yeah, so. I had missed my period and I'd went to see, well, my doctor, the gynecologist, and just said, look, I'm really, really worried. We've just went through MRI. We don't know the results of that. And she did a test and she went, oh, you're definitely not pregnant, but is there any reason you could be stressed? I was like, well, I've just went through an MRI. MRI. (laughs) I referred to the start of the sentence that I just said. (laughs) And she said, "Um, do you have the results back yet? And I just said, no. And she went, I can check that. You're Delilah's next of kin, I can, mm. I can check that. And she mumbled under her voice this letter that had been sent as a report. And it just said, um, mass on the brain. And she just looked oh. at us and said, leave now. 
go to the doctor that did it and don't leave until they explain what had happened. And that's where we were. We were sat in a waiting room demanding somebody come and tell us. That's so hard. Mm. Yeah. For us, with the MRI thing, Trace, I like I lost count of the MRIs that Bea's had. Mm. And um, I remember one time, because you've got that kind of two-way glass, haven't you? But Well, it was supposed to be one-way glass, but because of the light coming off the, the monitors, that the, you can see their yeah, faces. Yeah, know she was there. I remember yeah. one time just glancing over into the room and her consultant, it was her consultant's face looking at the... And I just thought, they phoned him. They phoned him because there's something. And I remember just sitting, holding onto her foot because that was my job, was just to hold her foot yeah, while the scam was going on. There. Yeah, and yeah. by the time we came out, I'd done the whole lot. I'd done the relapse, yeah. I'd done the discussions around no further treatment because there isn't any. I'd, I'd done all of it. And he wasn't there. And, you know, kind of, I have no idea, you know, why he was there. But it wasn't anything to do with us. But that, but it was that. And the scan thing, because with scans, it's something's there or it's not. Whereas if I was left to my own devices, I could say, I think she looks really good. I think she looks better today. Whereas the scan, there's no arguing with the yeah. scan. You know, it's kind of, that's what it is, isn't it? But that's tough. So you have the period of time with of not wanting to leave the house. Four years, you were saying. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then how did that end? How did you get back out? So I feel like the story is about yeah. even worse. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. All right then. We need to go lower, do we first? Okay. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Let's That's go okay. lower first, right? Uh, so this point, I'd had anxiety for four years. My husband, bless his god, bloody socks. He he tried to get us out of the house as much as he can and push us into things. And you know, he's just super, super supportive. And he needed to be defibbed. Oh God! What? Yeah. So one night he started getting pains in his chest. His heart rate was erratic. We took him to the A&E. He had fibrillation. So his heart yeah. was out of sync and then runs too fast yeah. as yeah. well. So every time it happens, it damages your heart and you're at risk of stroke. And we'd never... It just it came out of the blue. It was stress of life. Yeah, you know, yeah. wife was struggling at home with anxiety. Daughter physically disabled with lots of complex like conditions mm-hmm. two other children job all of this stuff mm. yeah so I was sat in E&E and I got ushered into a little white room and said like we'll have to basically put him to sleep knock him out you know he's hot we'll have to stop for us to put it back into regular rhythm and they had to do it twice because it didn't work so I was sat in this yeah. little white room waiting what felt like forever for it to happen and I just, that was the moment where I was like, I can't keep living like this. I can't, if this mm. happens again, who picks up the slack and mm. who fixes it? And that was the first, that was the first time it was defibbed. Um, <laughs> told her. Told her. That was the first oh time. My. It's happened twice since then. Yeah, so that was November time. In the January, I started driving lessons and I started counselling and yeah. That was 2019. So from 2014 to 2018. I've got to live this life. Yeah. Wow. At Born at the Right Time, we're passionate about improving the lives of people with complex disabilities, whether it's through supporting their family, CPD certified training for practitioners, or influencing policymakers and providers to turn rhetoric into reality. 
You can find out more about our work, whether it's book on a parent workshop, attend a live podcast event, or check out our range of practitioner training in communication, collaboration, and personalized care by visiting our website, www.bornattherighttime.com. So you've had your babies, started quite young with your babies, and then you'd managed to have babies and be divorced by your mid-20s, yeah. then found the lovely husband you have now, who's, you know, yeah. Delilah came along, wonderful hard all the things your own mental health perfectly reasonably finding that really tricky and then you start coming out of that you know the thing that triggered that was stopping your husband's heart (laughs) which seems a little bit dramatic to wait for that to be fair he could have just (laughs) tried other weirs like he hadn't exhausted all other options before there (laughs) He must have exhausted all other options of trying to send us out the house and sign us up for things. He just thought, fuck it, I'll just go out to Like, how else am I going to get some attention around here? How else am I going to stop this woman from it all being about her? Right, so then you're taking a little bit back of your life. You've said you're past your driving test. You're doing more stuff outside the house. What's Delilah's health like? And how is that sort of, so presumably that's kind of getting into her going to school and things. Yeah, so she went with me in stream primary school. So was a changed curriculum, relatively okay. Mm-hmm. And obviously as they move up the school, one-to-ones change, staffing change. Yeah. And we found that Delilah was obviously getting more difficult and more complicated. When we did finally speak to a doctor about for MRI, he just basically said, look, we don't know what's wrong with her. We can't really give you an explanation. I'm passing you on to a doctor that has more knowledge in this area of, of undiagnosed. Um, we don't know her life expectancy, but here's a leaflet and off you go. And it's just like, yep, cheers. So we had that to work on. And when you've got that to work on, you're just scrambling all the time to put things that you think will work. And I got to a point where the relationship with the school broke down and we had to change her from that school to a provision school which was brilliant because I think for a long time, I'm very honest in saying mm. that it was me that held her back because I wasn't ready okay. for her to go to a provision school. I didn't mm. know what that consisted of. And I think it's just almost mm. an element of accepting. And I think we talk about acceptance a lot yeah. in this mm-hmm. community, but in actual fact, I don't think I've ever no, been fully accepting. I'm accepting that this is like... Yeah. But I'm not accepting on the fact that this is the life that she has to have. Yeah, I talk about it in terms of adaptation. You know, I don't think I'm all like, you know, some people say, well, I'm glad this happened. I don't know whether I ever will be. I can see good in lots of stuff. Like I'm not blind to good things and the good in my life. But I have days where I have different levels of adaptation. So days when I'm like, I can hold this together, I can juggle the balls. And juggle the balls from an emotional point of view, probably more than the the practical. Do you know what I mean? It's like I can hold the change of our, in our lives. I can hold the complexity of my son and the missed milestones that I accepted. So you said she went to a mainstream school. There was no way my son was ever going to get to go to a mainstream school. There's, I guess, some kids like him do he was really complicated with seizures and even the special school had like big posters of him up all around the school warning people what to do <laughs> yeah, basically it 
were like, they were like, want, the opposite of wanted, like avoid all costs. Have you seen this boy? <laughs> Things up in the dining area, in the swimming pool. This is what you have to do if he has a seizure. <laughs> so he wasn't going to go, but I totally resonate with thinking, walking into that school and thinking, well, this isn't us. I mean, all these children look lovely and everything. But this isn't where my son goes to. And looking back, I mean, you know, he's BPMLD. He's profoundly multiple learned disabilities. Mm. Like he's bespoke, <laughs> like he's high end. You know, he was more complex than anybody else in the school. Mm. And yet I still looked and was like, no, no, he doesn't belong here. What do you think changed or was that a slow process for you what do you think did you make that decision because it was forced on you or do you feel like there was something that changed within you that brought you there yeah there was a like there was multiple factors obviously the stress on Dan the stress that I'd went through mm. school were really struggling to the point where Delilah's one-on-one mm-hmm. had to actually scribe <laughs> she yeah. had a sign and the embassy yeah. she felt confident doing the care for Delilah because there was so many things that would be missed that it just got to okay. a point where it was and met a really good end. It was like, right, okay, we we did it, we tried it. Mm-hmm. And some days, like you see, depending on what kind of day mm-hmm. it was, I'll say it was my biggest regret. It's the one thing I've really definitely got wrong. And then in some days, I'm yeah, like, everybody yeah. should try mainstream school because schools should mm. be accessible for all. And mm. depending on the level of disability, they should be open to trying. And we're <laughs> back in that position now because she's in year six, moving on. And we're back into, do we go on mainstream or provision? Because socially, she's like a mum, she likes to talk. But physically, medically, she could yeah. deal with a high level of provision. But do you take away a social aspect to fulfil needs or do you fulfil needs? Like, it's just a minefield and you have to... Yeah, but he's been in mainstream all the way through and we're now having like the battle of our lives to get her some specialist provision now she's a bit older and I don't envy you that decision and it's a two-way thing isn't it because I think with B some of the social stuff so she's always mm. been the kid that found it hardest she's always been the kid that didn't get it she's always she been, been the high whereas... flyer in special school <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I was thinking about this the other day And I just want it to be that her environment makes things a bit easier for her, whereas she's been challenged all the way through her life. She's been challenged. And her secondary school experience, I don't regret it. You know, I really don't because she was brilliantly supported. Post-16 was an absolute shit show. And I didn't know. I think I was on it for the secondary school. I remember being like kind of I went round every one I was uh, we went to tribunal to get her into the one that to get her into you know there's a pattern emerging but then I don't think I was on it for post 16 I don't know what that's about but we sort of fell into post 16 with nowhere near she's never had a single preparing for adulthood outcome on her EHCP ever you know it was ridiculous and I feel that's my failure you know, that these past, so the post-60, so we're now five years where it's not been right, you know, and she's struggling with that. Three years in a mainstream college. And I think there's something about college-age kids that's particularly disgusting. But it's hard, so hard. I don't think we could list all the things that I regret. <laughs> oh, I think we'd be here too long. But I think it's really important. 
was someone was saying I can't remember what conversation I was having and someone's like oh you know no regrets and I'm like no I do Mm. I do have regrets and actually I would be really worried if you don't have any regrets because that either means that you've not got capacity to reflect and think that could have been done better (laughs) yeah or arrogance (laughs) like I just yeah 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 yeah. smashing it the whole way yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I do have regrets I don't know about the rest of you, but I kind of feel like the thing that I've got to do is regret and then not carry around the weight of the guilt that I associate to that, the emotion of the emotion. I was just going to say, you can have regrets and you can not dwell on them. And I think that's half of the battle for most people. But we all know that on the last day on this earth, we're not going to sit there and go, I smash every day (laughs) of life. No. No. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. Yeah, and what I'm trying to do at the moment is I hold that regret and I won't do it again. That's it. I hold that. Yeah, well, that's it. Learning from it, isn't it? So, Tracy, I was going to ask you about your artwork. So, Tracy is merch queen. If you haven't found her stuff, what's the easiest way to get hold of your merch? Tell us. So usually it's available on our website, but I've just closed the store temporarily because I couldn't keep up with demand and um, go to uni and work for the forum and volunteer my time. Really? Why not? Why not? Do you know what? That's one of my questions. My One of my questions was like, how the hell are you managing to do all these things? So it's very good to know <laughs> that the nice. answer is... Smooth transition. You're not. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I am not now. There <laughs> So if you'd seen me this morning, I sat in Costa bashing my head off the table because I would just see I got Delilah at school on time because I was school transports field recently. And I had a, I had half an hour, I hadn't had a cup and I was about to go on to do, obviously, me power and care forum stuff. Where me cooking. Me cooking. Me cooking with all my friends. Yeah, I don't, in all honesty. Some yeah. days is easier than others. No. But I love it. That's the, I think that's the thing I am passionate about it and I love drawing it's my little bit of me time and I I found out when I started college mm. that I'm a visual learner and I thought the best way to get a message out is to do a visually mm-hmm. first and visually draws people's attention as well mm-hmm. but I like to think that my images aren't yeah, just yeah. usual I, I don't reproduce stuff so I am not going to take something quote it and reshare it I want everything that I share to be from me and if you're reading something from me I want you to be able to hear my magam accent so if you've watched <laughs> Diamond Celeb this year you'll know that Jill won and Jill's from down the road from me uh, literally as in like streets away yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah you know it's having that magam accent and I want it to be so genuine that when you read my stuff back you can hear the twang of my accent because I think that's important yeah. Well, I say it in your accent when I'm reading it back and everybody knows it's you just because of my accent. It's, yeah. it's, it's so clear it's that it's you. So tell me some of the inspiration for some of your... What are your bestsellers? So our bestsellers are Death by Paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as, honestly, as soon as Rachel said, you know, we got Tracy and I was like, Death by Paperwork. Because <laughs> it... Yes, Isn't it? Is, this is God, yeah. Like, we have yeah. these conversations and they're kept to coffee mornings, aren't they? Let's face it. Mm. Like, 
Care and Care Coffee Mornings are waiting rooms. We don't have school runs. We don't have your normal average gatherings. Mm-hmm. So it was, mm-hmm. why should we keep our conversations to coffee mornings? Why aren't we seeing like, I didn't fucking ask for this. Like, if you think that I asked for this, you're bloody bonkers. It wasn't a list when I was pregnant and that said physical disabilities. And I thought, I'll tick that because I've never had that challenge before in life. Like, <laughs> so it was just putting it out there. And then I, I, somebody had said, he had love this on a hoodie. And I thought, that's not a bad idea. That's what my business used to be. So I used to do yeah, children's yeah. wear and I used to s- supply lots of Spanish wear stores. And I stopped my business when my mental health really declined. So I closed down shop. So I knew how to navigate yeah. working from home. I'd done it for four years whilst I was in my mental health crisis. So I knew how to develop it all and how to establish myself. And then it went too well. And I was like, oh, fuck. Right, I'll just close you. For a minute. <laughs> it's great so either your life is like it takes a proper shit show you know like it all goes horribly wrong or oh no that's too good hold your horses hold on just a second so (laughs) um, so the page went really really well and is going really really well and I'm now being asked to speak at events but I have like a strict like I will swear (laughs) (laughs) if you're going to ask me to talk and you're going to ask us to share my story. You, you take yeah, all, you of take all of me or you take nothing. And I am a counselling student and I want to be a parent care, a specific counsellor. Mm. So I try and tie everything together. I try and tie in what I've learned about counselling, as in when I had it. Mm-hmm. My life with Delilah, I try and tie in what I'm learning as being a counsellor as well. So the understanding of myself and why I put myself through fucking stupid things. But yeah, and then trying to share a little bit of knowledge along the way as well as, you know, the good days and the bad days. But I think we all have that mute button in us that when Mm. we go to write something, we Mm. go like, oh, let's leave that bit of the story out. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to because it's relevant. I sat with Mm. the DFE on Tuesday (laughs) because I'm bonkers in our local city hall because we work closely with our council up here. And I started talking about my sex life. (laughs) <laughs> because they asked what my relationship was like. Was that a very quick conversation? Because yes. it would be quite yes. quick. <laughs> yes, it was very, very quick. <laughs> but we were talking about a relationship and how your relationship might change. And, and we were just saying, like, you've got to think when you have a baby, you get told, like, no sex for six weeks because of the risk of whatever. I said, but could you imagine what it's like when you get told that your child's disabled? And that you're going to spend mm-hmm. the rest of your days constantly being her carer. All you're going to talk about is her. I was pinning her down. He was giving her medication. Like All of this was life. Mm. There wasn't at any point at the end of that day that he was like, how was your day? Do you fancy you quick? You know, like, mm. <laughs> yeah. it just didn't go no. like that. Yeah, yeah. When I talk about things, I think if you're going to ask us questions about stuff like that, and Dan, it, thankfully, is like as open as I am and he's happy for me to share. But if you don't have these conversations, people are still going to feel isolated that this is happening to them and nobody's openly talking about it. So I think there's something about you think that other people must be managing yeah. those aspects. and They yes. must be acting well, like rabbits. <laughs> but not just sets, it's they their house must be clean. Their kids must yeah. brush their teeth. 
it's yeah. all of it, isn't it? That everybody else has got it together. And when we don't share that actually we don't. And and I love what you said there about, you know, how do you keep it all going? It's like, I don't. Because that's me. And the thing that goes for me first, we've talked about it before, is kind of all the social media stuff. You know, I have such massive admiration for like the two of you are like queens of it, of just putting stuff out there because I'm completely unreliable. If I was a source of support for other people, I would not be very good because it's the first thing that goes. It's like, like I kind of hunker down, whereas I know that other people then kind of share stuff more. But I love Dan's page on your website that there's a last line that made me have a little moment where he talks about just generally talking about dads they're often forgotten but just where he says about being the glue that holds the mums together and I was just because my Steve's that do you know what I mean he does and like a text message earlier I've got tea like that's the best thing that's happened to me today Uh, oh and some Rolos if anything's going to make you horny that is (laughs) absolutely (laughs) (laughs) well this is it Foreplay. <laughs> I've yeah. done the ironing. Oh, yeah. Oh, have you? <laughs> I'm just putting the Hoover away. <laughs> we all went a bit. Oh, sin- I've got the windowlean out, went love. A bit sin- James, then didn't we? Oh. <laughs> Very Want the Right Time is a proud partner of Simple Stuff Works. Together, we champion the protection of people's bodies through engaging and enjoyable training, looking at 24-hour postural care, and specifically, the importance of lying support. Whether you're a novice wanting a short three-hour online course taking you through the basics, a specialist practitioner needing comprehensive training, or anything in between, we have a range of CPD-certified courses just for you. Find out more at www.bornattherighttime.com where we give you the language, skills and confidence to protect people through excellence in 24-hour postural care. So in your book, near the end of your book, Send Mam Round the Bend, you've got 20 things I wish I told myself. Rather than 20 things, give me a couple of things that if someone, you know, of those things that you said that you think if I'd heard that, it would have made a difference. And a couple of things that if someone had said it to you, you'd have told them to F off. Like all of them things that you would have heard and been like helpful. Or are there some of them that you wish you'd heard, but actually you probably would have told them to? I think most of my list in that book, I'd probably have told me to fuck off, to be fair. Because I think you can only look in hindsight, can't you? You can only look back. But I think when I think back to that point... Yeah. I always see that. You know, Emma's diary, everybody had an Emma's diary when they were pregnant. Emma's diaries went around yeah. a long time. You follow it throughout your pregnancy. Everybody has Googled it. Everybody's mm-hmm. had an app where it shows the progression of their baby, whatever. I think at that point, if somebody had just turned around and said, instead of saying, we don't know the life expectancy, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's a leaflet off your pop. Somebody had said, look, here's a boo. I'm being honest. I've got no idea what you're going through. I'm a practitioner, but here's a book. When you're good and ready, mm-hmm. yeah, give it a read. I can tell you more than I can. Then I probably would have been more accepted. I might have shoved it in a drawer. I might have stayed yeah. in there for a few years, but at some point I would have revisited it. Yeah. But there was always going to be those comments, and I think you probably know the most popular one that I can't stand yeah. is special children are given to special parents. Yeah. So how does it feel to know that you're not fucking special? Because you haven't got one. <laughs> like, on what planet did you think it was perfectly okay yeah. to say that to me? 
it's just it's just absolutely bonkers, isn't it? And it's like this presumption that you've done it now for a couple of weeks, so you must be fine. Like you've got, you've got all of your crap together. Like yeah, I think it's really tricky, isn't it? When I think about my friends on, and sometimes I do feel sorry that they're just hearing the same shit seventeen years later. I think there's a whole thing about how you love people. Like it feels emotionally sometimes it can just feel like you're going around in circles. Like you're all together, like the adaptation's going on, that's going, you know, we've got it, and then you just get smashed by the tsunami of oh, but, you know, the loss, the change, the differences and, you know, just telling people. You know, when I think about if someone's child's in hospital for a week because they've got appendicitis, you know, their appendix removed or a broken leg or or just to someone having a baby, then the casseroles come out and people are doing the messages and people are doing the things and, and yeah, families like us, like 17 years later they can't keep giving us casseroles can they but that doesn't diminish the fact that we're still living in that hyper vigilant essentially traumatic experience and it's really hard to say that without saying our children traumatic the children are beautiful wonderful fantastic beings that's but another the, thing though isn't yeah it? you almost have to reiterate to some fucking stranger that you love your child (laughs) I only put together years and years later that the most traumatic experience in my life was somebody telling me that my child was disabled Mm. and that they didn't have a life expectancy for her Mm. now we think trauma we think fire car crash like we Mm. think big things Mm. but what you don't think about is the smaller things that have no significance the thing is that's not small exactly that's just quiet to other people it's a small insignificant thing because the rest of life is going to be the difficult part but actually Mm. no that that day changed everything for me and Mm -hmm. changed how i looked at things so it shouldn't be determined to be insignificant and then as soon as we talk about it it's like but i love her like i do love her (laughs) and i would do anything for her and actually i don't have to fucking tell you that i love her and then I do everything for her because I've managed to keep her alive for 10 years like that's an achievement that's enough so when I talk I like to (laughs) I don't mind people challenging me I don't know if you've noticed (laughs) but um, it's just that thing of like why do we have to go around in circles of discussing something that we want to talk about freely but then feel like we have to apologise for Mm. and we're talking about going around in circles like do we know the definition of insanity yeah so in that case, we're all fucking insane. <laughs> because we do the same thing over, every day. Yeah. Over and over again yeah. without making any changes. No. Because we can't no. make changes. Because it's not in our control too. Because it's not in our control. Yeah. So in that case, we're all bloody bonkers. Oh, right. So that's a lovely, positive way to come to <laughs> near to the end of the section of the podcast. Thank you so much for that. Tracy, yeah, but could I could I just say that that I think families do do stuff differently. I think the system goes round and round and round in circles. Mm, the yeah. system is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Whereas I think yeah, that that's true. That through pages like yours, through books like the two of you have written, yeah. you know, kind of through this podcast, I think that family carers really yeah. do have better connection with one another now and a stronger more coherent parent voice than we've ever had you know so and a a parent voice hopefully that's collectively trying to bring about change not just rant about the issues like be solution focused 
I always, like you, I always say you will never hear me make a complaint unless I'm going yeah, to offer completely. a solution as well. Because if you're just making a complaint, you're shouting into a brick wall. If you continue to keep shouting, they're just going to continue to ignore you. If you come up with a solution, and that's something that comes with time, it doesn't come easy. Yeah. You have to get to a point of, you're always going to have resentment, but you're going to drop anger a little bit yeah. around other yeah. people and their views of your life. Yeah. To be able to then do that co-production and work with others. So, attempt to rapid fire to wrap up, okay? Whatever comes out of my mouth... We will love it. Whatever comes out of your mouth, we will love. Okay, what was your favourite subject in school, Tracy? I was a musical theatre kid. I'm doing jazz hands for the audio. (laughs) (laughs) And Drama Central. What's an ordinary moment that brings you joy? Oh, no, that one's hard. Peeing. Pee, as in having a piss? Yep, as in going to the toilet. (gasps) It's only like you know when you get up first thing in the morning, the cold hits you and you really need a wave, and there's nobody around to disturb you. Yep, yep. genius, yep. fantastic. The last photo you took was oh, this morning of my cooking. My cooking, cooking is cooking. What were you cooking? Chicken fajitas. <laughs> no, what accent was that? Was that you trying to be Mexican? Yeah, it was a little bit of everything. <laughs> Right, you're a superhero. What's your chosen superpower? Being left up and alone. <laughs> so, so you'd be called Miss Leave It Out. I'm good by myself. <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy in my own company. What does that happy in my own himmock? <laughs> yeah. Himmock. I'm okay. saving me own sanity. Yeah. Leave us okay. alone. <laughs> What's your comfort food of choice? Ah, oh, cake. Any particular kind of cake? <laughs> Anything but carrot cake. Oh, because you don't want vegetables in it, do you? It's not cake. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> know your food groups and don't mix them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if I wanted carrots, <laughs> become a reindeer. <laughs> If you were to win a TV reality show, which one would it be? Oh, probably something like Big Brother. Something where I've been locked in confinement. And everybody finds it goddamn amusing like they have done for the last 10 years. So what's happening in your life right now which most excites you? Definitely becoming my own. Definitely becoming my own. I'm definitely becoming my own person. I think... I've been on the cusp of doing stuff like this for a long time and I always talk myself out of it, I always back down, but I don't have a choice now because I have a little swaddle of loads of lovely people mm. behind us pushing us, including like lecturers. And I'm giving lectures in college to the year above me in counselling, which is always class telling them at the end that I'm the year below them. I'm brutal, I, I'm, a, I'm honest. <laughs> I do, I get all the way at the end and I go, by the way, I'm the year below. No, but I think genuinely becoming... Having the opportunity to come into my own and being Tracy and not Delilah's mum, I think it took a lot for me to separate the two, but also I can still continue to fight her corner, but I can also fight mine. Amazing. Well, we're cheering you on. We'll join that swaddle, whoever they are. What you're doing is fantastic. I love the fact that you're closing the shop when you need to close the shop because that's all what we have to be doing. 
So you need to check out Tracy's website. Remind us of your website address, Tracy. It is www.thesendworldaccordingtome.co.uk Right, so you can find Send Mum Round the Bend. Tell us, what's the tagline of that book? Something about and red crisps. Yes, Delilah's obsessed with red crisps. It's the only thing she'll tend to eat. So it's Send Mum Round the Bend, the imperfectly perfect guide to parent Cara and red crisps. Because there's Why no not? perfect guide... No, no, there isn't. Like, there's no way of doing this and holding your sanity no. and holding everything else. So I think it just promotes genuine, proper, yeah. it is genuinely it okay not to be okay. Yeah. Well, you're doing brilliant. We're cheering you on. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And uh, I did notice that you had a little bit of a pilot podcast on Apple. Did I see that? Well, that was two years old maybe now so is that yes. something you might do because we'll be cheering yes, you on if you do that's amazing we're thinking about revisiting but if i can just stop the, say this is the thing if you could stop doing more things invited on other people's i might have time <laughs> but i'm just happy like talking thank you so much for joining us thank you it's so lovely to meet you it was lovely to meet you guys The Sky's Wonder podcast is a Born at the Right Time production supported by the expert studio assistants of Podshop. Thanks to our wonderful guests for sharing their stories and very precious time. And special thanks to the generosity of listeners whose donations have helped make this podcast. We would love it if you could like, follow and review the podcast wherever you listen. As part of season two, we have some great live events, including the really ropey idea of Sarah, Lucy and I being your agony aunts. Email your stories, comments and questions either to TSWUpodcast at gmail.com to join in or follow us on Instagram at Born at Right Time. We love you joining us for the ride as we hurtle along this off-piste version of parenting. It's so much better when we do it together. Whatever skies, we're under. <laughs>